0: Thank you for tuning in to The Best Parenting Show on the Internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live. And welcome to The Best Little Parenting Show on the Internet. I hope you guys are having a lovely evening. Um, Of course, I want to plug these two books real quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that we have on promotion. You can find this at feartolovebook.com. And then also, Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown that you can find on Amazon and also at postinstitute.com. Um, and I'm pulling from that book tonight. Hey Jen, I see you watching tonight and it's beautiful to see you. Um, hope your family's doing well. Before I jump in, um, I wanna just do a quick thank you. There've been a few people who've messaged in the last few days. Um, and there was one conversation I had today in particular that just really struck my heart. Um, she was. Um, she just shared that she felt like these little videos that Brian and I have been doing daily for the last, I think, we're on year number three now. Um, she just talked about how they, how much they've really helped her, um, and that she's committed to journaling daily and using the daily dose as sort of um, a source. digging deeper and uh that just makes me so happy um i just feel so honored to be a part of the healing journey for anyone out there who is using our books or our materials or sorry about that my computer's doing whatever computers do (laughs) um so i just thought that was really awesome i wanted to share that as also an encouragement for you guys that um you know if you can get what you need through these videos, through our YouTube channel, through our podcasts, um, man, that just that's just all the better. So um, tonight, my topic is ADD, ODD, or PTSD. And I'm reading real quick from page 47 out of Brian's book, From Fear to Love. Um, and this is something that I think is really interesting. And then we'll talk a little more about this. Anytime there's any interaction between two people, those two people bring their physiology to that interaction. This is the power of being response-able. Children with a trauma history, response-able, response-able, our ability to respond makes us response-able parents. Um, Children with a trauma history are extremely sensitive. Their physiological systems are extremely sensitive to the states of other people. As the adult, if you move into stress or your unfinished business becomes activated, a sensitive child will react to you. If you're really stressed out, even if you just had a bad day and walk past this child, the child will react to you. This doesn't mean that you can never have a bad day. It simply means that it helps to stay aware that whatever your interaction with other person is, you bring all your stuff to the table That's pretty powerful information, isn't it? When we understand that level of sensitivity that comes from trauma, it really helps us to understand our children differently, understand why they struggle in different situations. And so my topic, ADD, OD, or PTSD, actually came out of a conversation I had with a mom a couple of days ago. She was talking about um, the psychologist that has been seeing her child um, diagnose the child with attention deficit disorder and oppositional defiance. And the behavior challenges uh, are primarily focused around bedtime, which happens to also be the same time that sexual abuse occurred in his earlier life. So I ask you the question, ADD, ODD, or PTSD? Because if you look at the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Manual for Mental Health, and I don't use that very often, thank goodness. um, But it is what people who work in the arena of insurances have to apply a diagnosis. And so they look in this manual, and this manual is a book and it lists behaviors as the symptoms. So it shows behaviors and uh, associated with these behaviors is a diagnosis, and so oftentimes, as Brian was saying in the podcast that was posted yesterday, that kids who come to the children who come to the post institute and their families often those children have been diagnosed with anywhere from five to ten different diagnoses, and they're on anywhere from three to four different medications, all for the purpose of trying to manage behaviors that are actually rooted. In trauma they're rooted in post-traumatic stress disorder they're rooted in the fight flight freeze and fawn mechanisms that are so easily activated because of that sensitivity and the sensitivity is a survival mechanism the sensitivity is a mechanism that gets built within so that a children a child from the brain level this is unintentional it's all subconscious but if you think about it Um, If a child can be vigilant enough, which is then what manifests to look like attention deficit disorder because they can't really focus on anything because they're so vigilant and plugged in to their environment for the purpose of their self-protection. When we understand that, that sure changes things, doesn't it? When we understand that a trauma occurred and that a certain time of the day, a temperature, a taste, a smell, An internal experience like digestion or a thought can trigger the amygdala into fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. And that fight mechanism that's getting triggered is directly related to a trauma experience. That sure changes things, doesn't it? And when we have this level of understanding, when we understand that just because you remove the trauma, that doesn't remove the impact. It doesn't remove... The neurobiology that got created during that—that that takes a lot of time, and when we understand that our state, our emotional state, our neurological state, is something that our child is really sensitive to, and when we can, when we can understand that, and we can bring more calm to the situation, and I remember in this book right here, Brian reminds us that. Uh, intensity, timing, tone of voice, facial expressions, all these things that are subconscious that we're not really even aware of, that those things actually have a, a, some of the greatest influences on our children. And so when that's why I'm always talking about doing the heart work, doing the work in our heart to really have this understanding percolate deep down into your heart so that instead of assuming negative We can assume our children are doing the best that they can in any given moment. And that when we as adults can have that level of being response able, meaning being able to respond versus being reactive, then we have a much greater chance of helping them get their oxytocin, which is called the love hormone, their oxytocin release mechanism activated. And part of the job of oxytocin is it helps to calm cortisol, the stress hormone. So all these different little diagnoses that can get assigned can really lead us down a rabbit hole of parenting and trying to correct these behaviors out of a very faulty mindset (laughs) when we can really understand that the, the more mature amygdala, the calm amygdala actually has the ability to create more calm in the environment for our children. And when that calm is present, then those coping mechanisms will begin to reduce and they will eventually be eliminated. And then they might pop up. They might pop back up in a time of extreme stress because they're buried. They're buried back here at the brainstem and new neurological pathways can grow. That takes time. It takes time, it takes repetition. Repetition, positive relationships and positive environments repeatedly over time is what's proven to have the most long-standing change. So what you do day in and day out in your role as parents is extremely important. You're extremely valuable. We really appreciate you all more than you know. Like, your self-care is everything then, isn't it? Like taking care of yourself so that then, giving yourself love, giving yourself understanding, being patient with yourself, being gentle with yourself, all of those things, when you give those to yourself, then that gives you the ability to give that to others. So um, I think that's my message for tonight, unless anybody's got anything they want to bring to the table. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful evening. I just feel like it's so important to remind us because we can get so caught up in all the tasks, you know, the doing the dinner and the doing the dishes and getting the laundry done and getting baths so and get do 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 task, 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 task. Plan your plan your day. Plan your day so that at the end of the evening, you can set everything aside for 30 minutes to an hour and just enjoy your children. Just enjoy them. That's what this is all about. Snuggle with them. Play with them. Watch some TV together. See what games they're into if they're looking at their phones. Get, you know, ask them what's going on in your phone world. Um, but, you know, we need we need that time Together. We need that connection. They need to feel us really being present, not just in a way that we're instructing and always telling them what to do and how to do it, but they also need to feel us just loving them right where they're at. So I hope you make time for that tonight. And remember what Brian says in any given moment, and we're all human, so in any given moment, we can act out of our same blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm or we can take one to two to three or maybe ten deep breaths. We can feel our brains coming back online and we can choose love. And from that place you will be able to be response able versus being reactive. Much love to you guys. Have a blessed night. We'll see you tomorrow.